Welcome to Starting Strong, the daily podcast of the Clemson Foothills Church. Glad you could join us. Yesterday, I asked the question, whatever happened to the Holy Spirit? Boy, he's easy to forget. Francis Chan wrote a book called Forgotten God about the Holy Spirit. I think it's accurate. It's really easy to just get on even being a follower of Jesus being serious about sin, being serious about being a disciple, being serious about obedience. And man, it's easy to look around and ask ourselves the question, what happened to the Holy Spirit? Where is he? So let's dig in. Today, I want to scratch a little bit at the surface that, uh, of the personality of the Holy Spirit. In fact, specifically, the Holy Spirit has feelings too. Maybe that's new. Maybe that's just a reminder. Who knows? But let's look at a few verses. Paul writes to the Ephesians in chapter 4, verse 30. He says, don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. And that word grieve simply means don't distress God's Holy Spirit. Don't cause emotional sadness to God's Holy Spirit. That's pretty interesting. Paul writes to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 19. He says, don't quench the Spirit. He gives us a couple of don'ts. Don't grieve the Spirit. Then he says, don't quench the Spirit, meaning don't extinguish it. Don't put it out. Instead, so in Galatians 5, verse 16, Paul says, I say, walk by the Spirit, and you won't carry out the desires of the flesh. So that's a, boy, there's a really great promise there. Um, but let's dig into this. First of all, some points that we see about the character and the qualities of the Holy Spirit. Clearly, the Holy Spirit has feelings. The Holy Spirit can feel pain, distress, emotional sadness. <laughs> Presumably, we can carry that along to the idea of the Holy Spirit's feelings of joy, the Holy Spirit's feelings of compassion and empathy. The Holy Spirit has feelings. Secondly, when we're told don't quench the Spirit, oftentimes the Spirit is depicted as fire. When we see first or when we read 1 Thessalonians 5:19, don't quench the spirit. Uh, we see the Holy Spirit is powerful. The Holy Spirit is full of energy. The Holy Spirit is alive. It says don't quench the spirit. As we go on our day today though, I want I want us to have two thoughts, two ideas, two things that we dig through. Number 1, what pleases the Holy Spirit? Number two, what displeases, what grieves the Holy Spirit. So if you're taking notes, you can have two different columns there. What pleases the Holy Spirit? Well, I'll give you a few verses. Ephesians 5, verse 8 through 14. He says, don't walk in the darkness. He said, you used to walk in the darkness. Don't do it anymore. Actually walk in the light. Some manuscripts say walk in the Spirit. And by doing so, you will find out or you'll be able to discern what pleases the Lord. So the more we live in a way that is righteous, obedient to the scripture, the more we actually learn what pleases the Lord. So that's pretty cool. In 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 through 4, Paul writes, he said, pray for everybody, give thanksgiving for everybody, intercede for all the people, especially kings and those in authority, for this pleases the Lord. And that's pretty cool. Can you imagine that living your life and making decisions in a way that God and His Holy Spirit are pleased. They're excited. They enjoy this. That's a good thing. And in John chapter 8, we see Jesus Himself speaking, and Jesus says that here's what He does. And I think this is our challenge. He always does what pleases God. 
And he said, well, Keith, he always does what pleases God. I thought we were talking about the Holy Spirit. As we discussed yesterday, and we'll probably remind in each successive day moving forward, the Holy Spirit is not a separate God. There aren't three gods, Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. There's one God, and the Holy Spirit is God himself. So when Jesus said he always does what pleases God, that is synonymous with he always does what pleases the Spirit. So let's look at a couple of things. I'll give you a little bit of a head start here. What does Jesus enjoy the most when, when we're thinking about living our life in a way that pleases the Spirit, that doesn't grieve the Spirit? Well, what does Jesus enjoy the most? Seems like reconciliation, loving relationships, forgiveness, love, spreading of his good news. Jesus loves repentance. Jesus loves service. Jesus loves humility. All of these qualities we look at and we go, we have an opportunity to please the Spirit every single day. We also have a choice to grieve God's Holy Spirit. Can you imagine if you sit back and think about that, of living in a way that just makes God's Spirit sad? What saddens and hurts God? What saddens and hurts the Holy Spirit? I think the simple answer is sin. The very general answer is sin. If we went down another level, maybe more specifically, selfishness. Well, what falls into selfishness? Well, gossip, sexual morality, hate, lying, arguing, complaining. The list can go on and on and on. Selfishness is when everything's about us. We don't think of anyone else. This saddens God. Can you think about the number of times when maybe the Holy Spirit inside of us has just been saddened by how we're living? This is a good time to take some inventory. The status of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Has that spirit been extinguished? Remember up here in in 1 Thessalonians 5, Paul said, don't quench the spirit. Don't extinguish the spirit. Don't put the spirit out. How's your spiritual zeal been lately? This week, this month, this year, how has circumstances affected your spiritual zeal. Now, I want to share something. There is a difference between you may be tired, you may be mentally tired, you may be physically tired. That's different than being spiritually extinguished. As we follow Jesus, there's going to be times we're just tired physically, emotionally, and mentally. But the Holy Spirit can still be full of life and energy and focus and conviction. So ask yourself a few questions. How has your conviction about sin been lately? What about your conviction about brothers and sisters, relationships in the church, relationships in the community? How's your conviction been? Has it waned? Are you feeling a lack of conviction? What about the Word of God? Do you have a deep conviction to be feeding on the Word of God every single day? constantly, not just absorbing it and and ingesting it for yourself, but sharing it with other people. Have you lost your conviction about making disciples? These are all little symptoms that may point back to the idea that, wow, maybe we're spraying a big old fire extinguisher on that Holy Spirit God gave us. We need to go back and repent and change. And, And what's really cool about that is repentance pleases God, repentance pleases the Spirit. So hopefully this is helpful as you move on 
through today, through this week. My hope is that we become more mindful of the Holy Spirit. We search out what pleases the Spirit. We avoid what saddens the Spirit. We fan into flame the Holy Spirit rather than extinguish the Holy Spirit. And we're going to dig in a little bit more tomorrow. 